Niall Hatch has just popped into studio. Niall, where have you been all the programme? Where have you been? I, I've been? It's been a busy day for me, Derek, because today marks the launch of the Irish Garden Bird Survey, uh, one Absolutely. of Bird biggest events of the year. And it's going to be running for the next 13 weeks. A very exciting time. But just before we get on to talk about that, now you lived in the States for a while. You've been in Virginia. I was just yes. chatting to Melanie there. They've got the harbour seal, if I'm not mistaken, off the coast of Virginia, the North Atlantic there. And we have the harbour and the greys we were speaking about there. Did you ever see them, that part of the world? I, I Not in Virginia. I haven't seen seals in Virginia. I have seen them elsewhere. I've seen them off the coast of Maine, for example, mm. and I think in New Jersey as well. I've seen them there as well. So there are quite a bit few of them along the coast. And then in California, I've seen the sea lions they have there. So oh, yeah. related to They're nice. Yeah, what's the name of that harbour? Pier 36 or something like that, isn't it? I can't it? remember the number, but the one in San Francisco, yeah. There's a particular pier if you go to San Francisco and there's a whole colony of seals yeah. that come up and just rest there. Anyway, Noel, you're talking about the Irish Garden Bird Survey, Birdwatch Ireland's most popular citizen science survey with around 2,000 gardens taking part each year. That's interesting you say 2,000 gardens, not 2,000 people. Well, I, I often say household because it's really a whole family affair. We find that the whole family gets stuck into it. And actually we saw a marked increase over the course of COVID as well. Mm-hmm. More people at home getting to grips with the birds in their garden, finding comfort and solace and entertainment in them as well. And then realising that maybe they should give something back. So by doing the Garden Bird Survey over the course of the winter months, uh, actually the data we gather from so many people doing it, it's invaluable in helping us to track population trends. And we've been doing this for over 30 years now. So that's quite oh a data goodness. set building up over the decades. And it allows you to then watch for trends, species going up and down, changing their distribution, changing the timing they're coming to the gardens. It's really interesting stuff. Well, I was actually going to ask you just to go through the basics. Why do we actually count birds in the garden in the first place? Well, a lot of people would think an organisation like Birdwatch Ireland that we'd be most concerned about the really rare birds that you want to keep track yeah. of their populations. And of course, we do want to do that. And that's very important. But you can actually tell a lot more about the health of the environment by tracking the common species, the abundant ones and especially the ones that come into people's gardens that people recognise that they see day in, day out because those trends are more likely to be spotted. So you may see a bird continue to be very common but over the time we're doing the survey you can see it may go down by several percent or up by several percent and if that's matched over several years you can spot definite trends there that otherwise if you're just casually observing these birds you just think, oh you know, blackbirds are common they always have been, goldfinches are always common not necessarily Um, and the numbers do fluctuate so the survey really helps us to get a grip on that. So tell people what's involved. So the survey, it might sound a little complicated, but please don't be put off. It's actually child's play, quite literally, once you get involved with it. It runs for 13 weeks, starting from today, uh, so up until the end of February. And each week we ask people to note down the different species of birds they see coming into their garden each week. But not just the the different species, the highest total that they see at any one time of each species. Uh, And then you submit the highest count for that week. So it might sound a little complicated, but I'll give you an example to show what's involved. Please do, yes. So let's say you have blue tits coming into your garden. Which I do. Yes, a lot of people do, and they're, all in, they're always in the top three in, in and our Actually, at this time of year, they're flocking. They are. They do because so the, you get the blue tits with the grey tits and the cold tits, and they're all together. They are. And they, if you get a little frosty morning, they look gorgeous on the trees. They do. from tree to tree. They do. And, and actually, what we found through ringing studies is that you have probably more coming in and out of your garden than you would think. Mm. So it's actually impossible to count the numbers coming into your garden. So we want to see them both at one time. So let's say you look out your window on the first day of the week. So today, Monday, you were looking out earlier today, and you saw maybe two blue tits together on your feeder. Let's say you look out tomorrow morning and you see three of them together coming back and forth. You know, there's three individual birds. Let's say Wednesday you look out, there's only one there. And then let's say for some reason you don't see any more for the rest of the week. Well, the highest that you had in the whole week was three together there on the Tuesday morning. So three is what you write in the box for that uh, for that week. You can do it on a paper form or you can uh, submit it online to our to our website as well. Uh, and so then, and then each week then it's a clean slate. You start again from scratch the following Monday. And you do that for each species that you see. 
One of the mistakes that people sometimes make is they they uh, do accumulatively. So we see ludicrous things like people saying they had like 462 robins in their garden or something. <laughs> um, it's not a survey of how many times you look out the window. It's a, it's a survey of the most number of birds you saw at any one time of each species. And we also have a few questions about the kind of food that you're feeding the birds, the size of your garden, relevant, relative to a tennis court, the sort of size that we use, um, what sort of vegetation you have, those kind of things. And we've also added a thing in the last few years. We're trying to track any diseases of birds in the garden. Uh, there's been a disease called trichomoniasis that's mm. hitting greenfinches particularly badly. And we've seen yes. that species actually going down and down year on year for the last 10 years because of that disease. Uh, sometimes people as well say to us, well, I, I haven't got very many birds in my garden or I've got no birds in my garden. There's no point in me taking part in the survey. Don't forget that's data. The absence of birds is also really important for us to track. So please don't let that put you off. The absence of evidence, as Richard would say, is not evidence of absence. It, well, exactly. And the fact of it is that that's really vital data. And of course, you do have birds in your garden. Everybody has something going in. Yeah. It's really any bird that is actively using your garden. So we don't count speech. Let's say you have um, some ducks, like a mallard, flying, flying over. over. Yeah, yeah. Quang, uh, yeah. Quang. Exactly. So Quang. they're not using your garden, they're just getting from A to B. But you might, let's say, have a bird of prey, like uh, a buzzard or a kestrel, briefly flying over your garden, hovering, looking down. They, in a sense, are using your garden because they're scanning it for prey. So you would count those. Uh, gulls as well, maybe flying over, circling over your garden, looking down, and they may be looking for food. So they, in a sense, are using your garden as well. But in most cases, it's, it's very clear cut. The bird will be on the grass, it'll be in a bush in your garden, it'll be sitting on your fence. Okay. Um, and you might find yourself in a situation where you see something nice in your neighbour's garden, you're just willing it to cross that boundary into your own garden so you can count it. Well, I mentioned it at the end of last week's programme and we had the information on our website. Is it too late to take part if they haven't already filled in the forms or downloaded the forms or whatever the case may be? Oh, no, by no means. It just started today, so it's still got 13 weeks. Now, we like people to do it uh, as much from as they today. can. From today. Yeah. So you can do it as, as much or as little as you like, but the more weeks you do, the better the data is for us. Okay. And gardens that do it in successive years are even more valuable to us. We get more data to compare. Okay, so go on the website immediately, rte.ie forward slash Mooney. You get all the details you need there and start if you haven't done it. Obviously, it's too late now, tonight, I mean, but you can do it in the morning and you can take part in this for the next 13 weeks. Niall, thank you very much indeed. Cheers, That's sir. pretty much all we have time for. My thanks to Niall Hatch, to Annie Lana, Richard Collins and Terry Flanagan. Our broadcast coordinator is Jarlath Holland and our researcher is John Bellarelli. Until next time, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Mooney Goes Wild was presented and produced by Derek Mooney.